0: The ACLU of Missouri got some good news on Friday. And that good news could mean good news for anyone unhappy with the state legislature. A Cole County judge ruled in the ACLU's favor that Missouri law guiding referendum petitions is unconstitutional.
1: So the judge agreed that these uh, two statutes put a barrier uh, to the right of a referendum.
0: The idea that our office can accept a page of signatures for a referendum petition that doesn't even have a simple, concise explanation of what the voter signed is illogical, and that is a statement from Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. Uh, Tony, it sounds like he's going to look for a way to appeal this.
1: Sure, I, 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 you know, anytime a statute is found unconstitutional, we would expect the state to appeal and for it to go to the Missouri Supreme Court, and that's probably appropriate. Uh, the state. Supreme Court should have the final say on what the Constitution means. But we're, we're confident.
0: I'm Sarah Fenske. We talked about the ins and outs on St. Louis on the Air. And before we move on, I want to remind you that the biggest source of St. Louis Public Radio's funding comes from listeners like you. Because you value what you hear on St. Louis on the Air, donate today. Go to stlpr.org slash donate. That's stlpr.org slash donate. Tony Rothert is the legal director of the ACLU here in Missouri. Tony, welcome back.
1: Thanks. Glad to be here.
0: So your lawsuit, this goes back to a very controversial bill. It was passed by the Missouri legislature, I believe, in 2019. Who are your clients and what did they want to do related to this bill?
1: So our, our clients in this case are uh, a, a pack called uh, No Bans on Choice. Uh, and, and some individuals involved in operating that who wanted to put the abortion bans that passed last year um, on the ballot. Um, it's it through a process that's been in our Constitution since the 1800s uh, called referendum. Uh, it allows uh, the people of the state to have a veto over any legislation that is passed.
0: So basically, if the legislature passes something that that this group is, finds very objectionable, which is what happened in this case, they can say, hey, we're going to ask for a do-over on this and see if the people of the state of Missouri want to overturn what the legislature just did. Now, in order to do this, they have to go out and, and get a bunch of petitions. There's a bunch of steps here. What happened in this case that ended up leading to a lawsuit?
1: Well, uh, you're you're right. Uh, a lot of signatures need to be collected, and then that's how you get it on the ballot.
0: Um,
1: and it's about a hundred thousand, a little more than a hundred thousand signatures uh, that are required uh, statewide by the constitution. So, uh, what happened here is that the uh, secretary of state uh, ran out the ran out the clock. <laughs> the, the law uh, you have ninety days uh, from the adjournment of the legislature to. Uh, to submit the pet- petition signatures and in 1997 uh, the legislature passed the two laws that we challenged in this case uh, and they said that you could not uh, count signatures or collect signatures couldn't even start until the secretary of state uh, certifies ballot language and another, the other statute says that you can't count any signatures uh, that were collected before then. okay so so last year, that took 42 days for the uh, Secretary of State to uh, to certify a ballot summary out of the 90 days that were available to collect signatures, and it just makes it impossible. Uh, if it, it, almost cutting the time in half makes it impossible to get uh, something on the ballot.
0: So this idea that it took uh, Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft this long to do this, it took him 45 days to certify this ballot language, is that a typical amount of time that it would take to do something like that?
1: Well, well, there was, there was an, uh, an extra problem last year in that the Secretary of State uh, rejected uh, even rejected it, refused to certify it at the beginning, and we had to sue him to get him to even consider it. Uh, but even with that time, built-in, um, 42 days, which he took, is below average uh, for certification of a ballot summary. Uh, and that's secretaries of, of, of state of both parties. Uh, you know, 45 is more of the
0: average. So you say it's below average. Um, it, it, this is not like secretaries of state have generally uh, been accomplishing this in 10 days, and then people have the rest of the 80 days to be out there gathering petitions. People are stuck with this super tight timeline.
1: Right. And if they took all the time allowed by statute, it it would be 51 days. So uh, the Secretary of State Ashcroft actually did not take the full time he he would have been allowed.
0: Okay. But you still ended up bringing this lawsuit. Basically, what were you saying in your lawsuit here about these these two statutes going back to 1997?
1: Well, what these statutes do is they effectively make it impossible uh, for uh, someone to uh, put a referendum on the ballot, unless the legislature happens to pass... bill the offensive bill very early in the session since 1997 there's only been one referendum on the ballot and it was the right to work uh referendum and it only got on because the legislature passed it as their first act of business and governor bright signed it right away so there was plenty of time until august 28th to collect signatures um you know when the legislature passes something controversial all they have to do is do is do it on the last day and with these statutes legislature effectively took away uh, the the veto that we the people uh, retained in the Constitution over the legislature.
0: Okay. So you're saying this is unconstitutional. Now it's not just you saying this. Um, The judge basically said this in in the ruling that he issued on Friday.
1: Yes. So the judge agreed that these uh, two statutes put a barrier uh, to the right of referendum. And what it means is that uh, people will be able to collect signatures right away. Right after the governor signs the law, if you want to uh, put a referendum on the ballot, challenge a piece of legislation, uh, you will have the full 90 days that the Constitution intended or longer. Uh, and you can count those, collect signatures right away, and those signatures will count.
0: So this is, is basically a sea change. I mean, you're saying there's only been one of these referendums in, in decades, um, and, and people are able to do this by just passing these laws at the end of the session. If this stands, that's no longer going to be the case.
1: That 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 is true. It is a sea change from 1997, but it is the way the state operated for more than a century before that, uh, when the referendums were on the ballot uh, much more frequently, and the people. Exercise greater control over the legislature. Hmm.
0: Now, I do want to note we reached out to the office of Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, and he got us a statement. Here's what they said Uh, I am thankful that the judge ruled and held that I was following the law as written, and any unconstitutionality was due to the law itself. It would have been a dereliction of my duty not to follow the laws written, passed, and signed by the governor. The right of referendum in the Constitution is designed to ensure the people have the right to vote on statutory changes, holding their legislators accountable to the people. However, inherent in that right for voters affixing their signatures to know clearly what they are asking the people to decide. The idea that our office can accept a page of signatures for a referendum petition that doesn't even have a simple, concise explanation of what the voter signed is illogical. And that is a statement from Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. He did not directly address in that statement whether he's going to appeal this. But from trying to read between the lines here, uh, Tony, it sounds like he's going to look for a way to appeal this?
1: Sure. I, 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 you know, anytime a statute is found unconstitutional, we would expect the state to appeal and for it to go to the Missouri Supreme Court, and that's probably appropriate. Uh, The state Supreme Court should have the final say on what the Constitution means. But we're, we're confident that uh, our arguments will prevail there.
0: So tell me this, in the meantime, um, now that these two laws have been struck down by this Cole County judge, what rules do you see in effect? Uh, does this hold um, during the appeal?
1: Well, um, unless the uh, the Secretary of State or the Attorney General uh, get a stay from uh, Judge Beatham or from the Missouri Supreme Court, uh, these statutes are not in effect. Okay. Uh, effective now.
0: Okay, so this is a big change for for groups that don't like what the legislature is up to. Uh, Quick question here. For this um, reproductive rights group, No Bans on Choice, that was trying to referendum this, it's still too late for them despite this victory. Is that correct?
1: it, it, It is too late. Uh, for that issue. But, uh, you know, there will be more issues, and probably eventually everyone in Missouri will be offended by something the legislature does. (laughs) That's a good guess, Tony. (laughs) uh,
0: So
1: so, uh, uh, I I think everyone should be heartened by this rule, except maybe legislators who who don't want oversight from
0: voters. And now we'll be challenged. Uh, Tony, in our last minute here, I wanted to ask you about one other case. You represented a married lesbian couple in St. Louis who sued uh, the Friendship Village senior living community after their housing application. Was denied uh, their policy d- defined marriages between one man and one woman. I understand there's been a settlement in the case. Anything you can say about that?
1: Um, yes, the case has settled and been dismissed. We um, uh, we have entered into a confidential settlement agreement, so there's uh, not really much I can can say about the case. Uh, but I will say that after. Uh, the Summers Supreme Court decision and and the Boston case at the United States Supreme Court, uh, we do not expect that we will see these kind of uh, policies that discriminate against same-sex couples uh, in housing uh, appear in the future.
0: Well, Tony Rothard, Legal Director of the ACLU of Missouri, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Okay, thank you for having me.
0: If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you.